You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining me today. It's been a fast morning already, and we're just starting Hour 2. Hour 2 is a special hour. We've got Glenn Dower on the line with us this morning, and we're going to talk all things men, which, Glenn, I wasn't expecting this interview to be done by me. I was expecting another man to be doing this interview. (laughs) It's so great to be with you, Heather. I'm very happy. It's been one of those mornings where everything that could go wrong has gone wrong, and so that makes me feel like the devil really doesn't want the show to go on today, so I've been really stubborn, Glenn, and uh, just making it happen anyway, Um, because there's messages that people need to hear, and so I don't know what that message is, but here we go. We're off and running. (laughs) How are you, Glenn? Huh? How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing great. God is good. I'm still alive um, and well, and I'm so excited to be on radio. Uh, I've known this about myself, that I love to talk, and I love being on radio, and I love doing my podcasting show. I'm just grateful that I get to be in ministry still. Amen. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Glenn? Well, I'm just a farm kid. From uh, Ipswich, South Dakota, you know, a uh, very simple kind of guy. I a really good Catholic family. Um, at 19 years old, I had an experience as a Catholic with the Holy Spirit that changed everything. Think um, Pentecost. That happened, or some form of that happened to me, and it was a life-changing event. So I ended up doing ministries for a year. I went to Franciscan University studying theology for two years, and I'm gonna, I've been working in the church professionally since 96, but I really got going from 1990, and uh, now the Lord's got us on this little path called Mission Blueprint, and uh, doing some men's ministry. Yeah, it's, well, and you and I met back in the 90s. Yes. I, were you my, were my, were you my youth director, or did you just go to searches with me? I can't remember. Both, both. I, uh, I was, Father Mark McCormick and I teamed up and we did youth for a few years. And I, we did, I think we did some searches together, didn't we? Absolutely. I know we did searches together. So we've known each other a couple days. <laughs> it's crazy and soon we'll be dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, life goes so fast, doesn't it? It does. It does. You, know, you think about, it does. You think about um, those that are in their 80s and 90s. You know, I asked my mom, I think she's 86, and I said, do you feel like you're 86? She said, I feel like I'm in my 30s. And life yeah. travels so fast, which is also concerning because uh, men, and we keep getting older, but no real change, spiritual change is happening in most people. Mm. And that's why I'm doing ministry, because it's, you know, death is a good thing because death wakes people up to the reality of heaven and hell, you know, or the four last thing. But I, I want to wake people up before they, before somebody dies in their families because we, we can live as princes and princesses in the kingdom of God, and many of us want to choose the world, and it's just not working. Right. 
So tell us a little bit about Mission Blueprint, how it got started, why you started it. Yeah, uh, Mission Blueprint, it's not like I had a, a great idea and I said, hey, let's start a ministry. You know, like business people do. Let's start a business and sell coffee cups. <laughs> I, I was in uh, Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament and it's been on my heart uh, to start a ministry. And finally I said, Lord, do you want me to start a ministry or not? And he said, go. Hmm. So I did. And I had no idea. I, I still have no idea how to start a ministry, <laughs> although I did it. Um, and I yeah. didn't know what the work in the beginning. And how do you explain to Catholics or Christians what the work is when you're just trying to be obedient? And, mm-hmm. we, you know, with fear, we found out what the work was. So really, I just did out of obedience. And we're going into our sixth year, which we're still alive. Which sometimes I wonder, how does this, how does this work on paper, financially, and get paid yet? So I, yeah. I started Mission Blueprint really out of obedience. And then God began revealing to me, and a group of people helped me do it. There's no way I could have done this without Brad and Shelley from Brookings. Um, uh-huh. We discovered that the Holy Spirit was really asking us first to target men. And it makes sense to me why we target men. Yeah. Do you want why we target men? <laughs> uh, men are the key. Men are the key to spiritual success in the church. And men have been suppressed like St. Joseph has been suppressed in the 20th century. I mean, where is St. Joseph? He's kind of disappeared out of family life. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's the devil's main tactic is you get rid of the men whether it's through wars or whether it's through other culture ways, if you get, if you get men to the side and hand it all to the women, um, then uh, it's kids who kind of follow what dad does in spiritual uh, matters, it's game over. Right. There is no right. church. And so... So talk about the statistics real quick about men and um, if the father is Catholic and practicing. You want me to talk about, say that one more time, please? Sorry. Talk about the statistics a little bit about um, if the father or the man of the house is a practicing Catholic, what a difference that makes. Yeah. Well, I am a priest. That's how I look at myself. I am a priest. Now, I know listeners are thinking, wait a second, you're a married guy, uh, five kids, and you call yourself a priest? Yeah, I do call myself, I consider myself a priest. And um, all men and women are priests in a way, the priests of the laity. And we, like Christ, we are to lay down our lives for our domestic church, and that's my wife and my kids. That's how I see my role as a dad, is to lay down my life and serve my wife and kids. And in our culture in America, it's been backwards. Um, Men come home and... Women get their plate first, and they sit down, and they honor the men, which is not a bad thing, but it should be really the other way around. Um, so uh, when you're a praying man, and I have become a praying man in the last 20 years, and I haven't said that much to my kids, they are already following suit, meaning my 15-year-old eight months ago bought Liturgy of the Hours, the whole set, and he's been wow. praying it almost every day. 
Now, my second son, he wants a set, but he's trying to figure out how in the world am I going to find 200 bucks to buy a liturgy of the hour? <laughs> and they were just discussing that 10 minutes ago. So when you're a praying man and you're after the heart of Christ and you don't intentionally even share that with your kids, it spills over to them automatically and they catch on. And they want to, they want that. And that's what men really want. Men are happiest if they self-donate, if they are the sacrificial lamb. And the problem is men have got caught up in pleasure and money, particularly in our culture. Huh. Beautiful. Well, and it's so accurate. It's scary. And um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Glenn Gower. We have Glenn on for a full hour today just because um, I think the topic of men in church um, and fathers of the church is such an important discussion to have, um, and it leads into your mission and what you're doing, and then also into a retreat that's coming up, which we'll get to later. Um, but for those that are just tuning in, we're talking with Glenn Gower, the founder of Mission Blueprint. Um, Glenn, we have to take a quick break, um, and mm-hmm. then when we come when we come back, we're going to keep talking about the importance of men and um, why this is so important to you. Uh, to talk about. So, folks, we're going to take a quick break. More Real Presence Live and Glenn Gower on the other side. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. Through baptism and confirmation, we receive the Holy Spirit of power and truth, who then equips us for mission with ordinary and extraordinary graces and gifts necessary for the building of the kingdom. Sometimes those graces, though totally effective, lie dormant like chocolate in a glass of milk, waiting for our faith and understanding to stir them up. If left inactive, the chocolate often settles at the bottom of the glass. It's still there, but it's not imparting flavor to the milk. So what are we to do? Call upon the Holy Spirit and stir those graces out of the bottom into the milk of our lives. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life today, and He will continue to renew you and animate your life with power and love. Don't let your expectations limit the Lord and His Holy Spirit. Expect Him to act through you. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. My name is Father Gabriel Wawero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief, I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to, uh, to, them, to them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone Every young man out there should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. And uh, I remember when uh, they came around looking for donations at the churches when they were trying to get started. It really hit me when, I don't even remember who it was, came around, but it was just like, I think that I need this. Because I wanted to be 
be fed. Uh, I wasn't taking time to read my Bible or any of that, but I just knew it was like, well, if I could listen to stuff on the radio like he talked about. And so it, it was everything that it said and more, you yeah. know, in all reality. So. It doesn't take a lot of effort to turn it on. It does not take a lot of effort. You know, sometimes, really, it, I'm going to back up on that and say it, it, it almost does, because if you want to be drawn in and contemplate what is all being said on the radio, there's a lot of stuff that gets kind of deep. It's like, well, it makes you contemplate. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, okay, am I, am I ready to, to take this food in and digest it and all that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the spiritual food. So, yeah, it's That's it's true. been it's been really good for me from from my faith walk. And, You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host for Real Presence Live this morning. Thank you for joining us. We're having a great conversation with Glenn Gower this morning. He is the founder of Mission Blueprint, and we're talking about generally a men's conference that's coming up, but just about the importance of men within the faith and why it's so important and how things have changed through the years. So, Glenn, let's continue the discussion about why men are so important in the faith. You know, I think about um, today's the feast day of St. Thomas Beckett, and I don't know mm -hmm. if uh, the listeners are really aware of his story. But he was the king's right-hand man in the 1100s, and uh, he was worldly and had everything he wanted. You know, the four things Thomas Aquinas talks about, um, what, are, what are the things that we men struggle with? Power, pleasure, fame, money. Well, the king wanted to make him a bishop, uh, or the archbishop, so then the king can kind of control the church and the country. Well, Thomas Beckett begged him not to do it, the king, make him archbishop, but he did anyway. And what Thomas Beckett, in his, uh, and near the end of his life as a new bishop, realized that these four things, the power, the pleasure, the fame, the money, meant nothing. And he began serving Christ and became the king's arch uh, nemesis. Well, the king eventually has him killed because mm -hmm. the king created this Catholic monster uh, of a guy who's is a canonized saint now. And I think uh, St. Beckett really speaks to men today because, men, you will not be happy if you pursue power, pleasure, fame, and money. You will be a walking zombie in this life, and this is the problem. And Jordan Peterson is really capitalizing on this. This is why men are listening to Jordan Peterson, because what does Jordan Peterson say? He says, uh, pick up your dang room, right? He says, get mm -hmm. it together. Uh, it's in the sacrifice. It's in the self-donation that makes you happy, not in the receiving. And so we men, and I was one of them. I got caught up in this culture where I was feeding my heart with pleasure, not with money and not with fame, but mostly pleasure, and I was miserable. And God found a way to get me out of it. I really believe... That's why I was born, because God knew he was going to have me experience him at the age of 19, so I could tell the man, hey, you don't have to chase these four things, particularly pleasure. 
I mean, we live in the new Rome, don't we? Mm-hmm. I think about the movie mm-hmm. the, the Gladiator. And at one point in the movie The Gladiator, this rejected Roman general um, says, Are you not entertained? I mean, they mm-hmm. want to see bloodshed. Um, most men would say, that, Well, that's kind of silly, but we do the same thing in the arena today with football. Football has mm-hmm. become king on Sunday. And, and that's the whole pleasure thing. And you think about how much money men spend on just the NFL. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. uh, men have to be shaken. Men have to wake up because they're not happy themselves. They're going to live their whole lives and potentially miss the kingdom of God because they love the Green Bay Packers that much. Mm. It's silly when you, when you do the math, right, Heather? It's, yeah. So, uh, so my job is to provide an experience, a conference experience, and men that are listening, that are thinking about coming to a conference, dude, it's fun. <laughs> we have a fun day. And we end with a social, and if you want a, a beer uh, with some wine or, or with some cheese, you can have that too. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to get men on mission, and men aren't happy, so that's why I exist. Well, and I think, too, that it's almost like there needs to be a complete paradigm shift. And I think that we're so indoctrinated into how society runs, works, the rules, that we don't even realize we're stuck in the middle of this insanity. And it, and like you said, you need to be shaken. They need to be shaken. We all do. But wake up the things that you think are important and find important and that you're striving for your whole life. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Matters. Yeah. And, and uh, couples, uh, parents, uh, they're miserable. Uh, why are they miserable? Because they're living through their kids. Their mm. eyes aren't on the person of Jesus Christ. They're on their own children. And they'll drop a grand to take their kids 600 miles to play a soccer game on Sunday morning. And mm-hmm. so their whole weekend is shot, and they come back, and they're exhausted, and they go back to work, and they do it again. Because mm-hmm. their eyes are not on the person of Christ or on their kids. And they want their kids to be happy. And the kids are miserable. This is just it. It's such, a, it's such an oxymoron. Uh, or the great paradox. The kids are miserable. So um, we have to start asking different questions. Um, and it's a little bit like this. Uh, this is a side tangent, but I was meeting with a gentleman yesterday. And he said, I don't know if I want a 401k. And I said, why? Because I don't know if God is giving me permission. Are we supposed to trust God to provide? I mean, when you look at the Our Father prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Now tell me, Heather, are Americans living that way? Do no. we the Our Father prayer? Or are we, are we saving up for this gold nugget at the end of our lives in which then we die? Mm-hmm. We might get five years, we might get 20 years. And my brother, I think about this a lot. My brother Ron, he has um, he has some friends, two or three friends, that retired in their fifties, mid fifties, late fifties. And he said, um, in just a few years, they were all gone. They quit mm-hmm. working, and they, I don't know exactly what happened, but whether it was cancer that killed them or whatever it was, they worked their whole life for that gold nugget, and they couldn't enjoy it. So then we have to start asking real questions like. What's the meaning of life? What's my purpose down here? And am I doing what 
Do I have permission to do what God is asking me? That's a whole mm. different question. Right? Yeah. So, a gentleman's sitting here listening to you, and he's starting to think, hmm, he might have a point on some of this. Where do they even begin? How do you even begin? Where do you start? The starting place? Mm-hmm. I, I think everybody knows the starting place. But I don't <laughs> think everybody wants the starting place. Because <laughs> we don't want to give up control. Mm. We don't want to bend our knee to the king of kings. Because you know what? My life is pretty being good here in America. And I've got a TV in every room, and I've got my shows, and I've got my life, and I don't want anybody in telling me that uh, what I'm doing is wrong. But it really, <laughs> again, Jesus says repent. <laughs> and it's so simple. We just have to repent and move in a different direction. The starting place is with you and the person of Jesus Christ at 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, mm. get your coffee. Great, get your coffee. Open your scriptures, meditate, and ask the Holy Spirit to come and lead your life. And if whether you're a male or a female, husband, wife, priest, bishop, sister, uh, single mom, married mom, it doesn't matter. Everyone is charged to uh, seek first the kingdom of God. And if you don't do that, if Heather and I don't do that, then this life is just all about fluff. Mm. Oh, so, so, Glenn, you're saying I shouldn't get a 401k. I'm saying I would ask the Lord about that. You get his permission before you start doing things like that. And how many had a, how many men do you know? And, and maybe this is a bad question, but how many men do you know that are miserable in their job? A lot, a lot. <laughs> and they're and, and see, this is insanity. They're going to keep doing it because of this golden nest egg at the end of their life that they're all working for, and it may never come. Listen, my dad died at forty. He's dead, 40 years old, 13 kids. He had 800 acres on the farm. He wasn't looking for the next day. He was living the next day right in front of mm-hmm. him. And this mm-hmm. is the problem. People don't know how to live because we've been infiltrated again by Rome. Are you not mm-hmm. entertained? And this is the problem. <laughs> So, for those that are just tuning in, we're talking with Glenn Gower. He's the founder of Mission Blueprint, and we're having a a discussion about men in the church, and really not just men, but all of us and our lives, and introspective of who are we living for? What are we living for? What is the point of all of this? And it's it's a deep conversation, Glenn, and I love it. I love it. Um, How do you use your conference. So you've got a conference for men coming up. How do you use this conference to wake up the men? Well, you know, like I said earlier in the conversation, the beautiful thing about death is it causes us to reevaluate things. My son died when he was three hours old. It causes mm-hmm. you to reevaluate. So my job, I think, on these conferences is to talk about death. But I give men a, uh, an opportunity to reevaluate their lives. Is this, I mean, what is the end in mind? 
and we ask those questions. I'm bringing a keynote speaker. Uh, we have Kevin Wells coming in. I don't know Kevin very well. I'm sorry, I'm on the phone. Uh, we texted a couple times, and he's got a book called The Priest We Need to Save the Church. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the whole book, but I've read some of it, and like, he's right on the mark. Because this problem of culture has seeped into not only father, no, let me rephrase. This problem of culture has seeped into all fatherhood, whether you're a priest mm-hmm. or a dad like me. Mm. And he he would say um, many of the priests are just bachelors. They're not fathers because of our culture. Culture is my word. So at these conferences, um, one of the things I, I, I try to share with them is you have been called to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If you haven't said yes yet, you can do that still. And I don't care what age group you're in. God has called you to be a disciple. But we say things like, well, I don't want to be a disciple. I want to work for 3M. They have great benefits. <laughs> it sounds <And> ridiculous. So, <laughs> it does sound ridiculous. But again, this is a, this is a paradigm shift. I mean, we, and it's really clear. We can't see it because we have our eyes on power, pleasure, fame, or money. And if you have your mm-hmm. eyes, men, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to the women. Heather, you can talk to the women. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm talking to the men. If you have your eyes on one of these four, you're going to be um, following um, the world. And who's the prince of this world? Satan is. A lot of people don't know that. They think Jesus is the prince of this world. Well, Jesus says, if I were, if my kingdom were of this world, remember the seven scriptures? See, he's not. And, and fellas, Here's another uh, wake-up call. Christ needs you. He actually needs you to step up, because this is his paradigm that he put forward. So anyway, I'm trying to help men experience by reevaluating their lives, and we've had great uh, success. One guy hadn't been to confession in 10 years. Mm. Had another call. When, where do I buy a Bible? Hmm. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Glenn Gower. Um, Glenn, we're going to continue this conversation. We have to take a break, though. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> folks, Let's we'll be it. back with more. Let's do it. More Real Presence Live, folks, right after this quick break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith as the seed of life. The Lord uses the image of the mustard seed as being the smallest of all grains or seeds, out of which in the end a tree will grow in which all the birds of the air will be able to nest. The mustard seed comprises, on the one hand, smallness, wherein I am wretched, but at the same time the potential for growth. In that way, there is in this mustard seed a profound depiction of faith. Faith is seen thereby not as the mere acceptance of certain propositions, but as the seed of life within me. I am only a true believer 
If faith is present within me as a living seed from which something is growing and which then truly changes my world and in doing so brings something new into the world as a whole. The experiment of life can only become clear for me if I truly give myself up to the will of God so far as he has made it known to me. Sometimes precisely by the breadth of our vision in that we can see so many glimpses of divine reason in reality, this really does add breadth and scope to our image of God and we stand before him with greater reverence and even with humility and awe. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, and good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. We're having a dynamic conversation with Glenn Gower. He's the founder of Mission Blueprint. Um, we're talking about all things fatherhood and men, and kind of how society has fatherhood and being a man kind of backwards. And so we're just talking about what that is, how it looks for society, and how, according to us, we think it should look, and according to God, how it should be. So, Glenn, I asked you during break, I said, can you tell us a little bit about what the father or the man should look like in the household? Yeah. um, Part of the problem is men don't have the right kind of heroes in their life, the right kind of role Mm. models in their life. One of the reasons why St. John Paul II kept making so many things to give us more role models, particularly in the modern era. Uh, men, mm-hmm. where are they at? They're on the television. And when you think about fatherhood, I mean, Hollywood is forming America. Let's just all be honest. Hollywood mm-hmm. and some subsets of Hollywood or New York shows, they're forming America. And in every t- almost every TV show you see or movie that you watch, and just pay attention, um, there's, uh, there's divorce, there is a crazy cousin that's uh, in the LGBT community, and, mm-hmm. uh, and men are stupid. Men yeah. don't know anything, and the women know everything. And I know, and they always, they always... Go ahead. They always, they always make the men look ridiculous, uh, and like they're just blubbering idiots. And I right. know I'm being really frank. I'm being really frank here on the radio, but it's just... That's how I view it. Like, when you watch some of these shows, it's just like they're lost. Because they're trying to unseat fatherhood. See, this, this whole conversation is about Satan unseating the Father. And it's nothing new, because look what he did in the Garden of Eden. Mm. He used Eve for Adam to sin. And we Mm. don't call that Eve's sin, we call that Adam's sin. And it's happening all over again. And this is a pattern. Mm. You know, uh, go after the women, and the men will follow. And again, we men have very little power. And anyone who's married knows um, that the women <laughs> yield the power. This is why we men have the authority, because if we didn't, 
jazz would be slaves. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So on television shows, you know, Disney, uh, Disney's huge. Disney's forming our young boys, and our young boys are being formed on how to be men. And men are supposed to be soft. Men are supposed to be kind and gentle and loving. And they should never have too much testosterone. Mm. This is an attack from the pit of hell. And I would first say to people, turn off the, the damning TV. And that's what I say in my podcast. The damning TV, because that's what it's doing. We're being formed by... This is going to sound strong for people, but it's hell. Hell is forming us. And men mm. are bumbling idiots like you were saying on their TV shows. So what does a father look like? Uh, a father looks like... I, one of the examples is King David. King David had a heart for God. King David royally, no pun intended, royally mm. screwed up, but he repented. Mm. King David is a great example for men today. King David did terrible, a terrible thing with Bathsheba in killing Uriah. So the first thing I would say is a heart that goes after God. You have to have a heart. And in order to get that heart, you have to tap into your baptism. And, and really, confirmation is so confusing to people, because that's the Muslim time where you say, I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Heather, have you heard this before? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you're one of the few. I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I need the Holy Spirit to have this kind of a heart like David. So you, you have to have a heart that hungers for truth, but hungers for God. And I'm not talking about Catholic answers here, either. Catholic mm -hmm. answers, a great ministry, but ladies and gentlemen, they fall way short. We're not talking about the intellect forming it in short answers and short responses. We're talking about our heart being really alive for the person of Christ, which then leads into a praying man. And, mm -hmm. and that's really the key here, a praying man, a man who fasts, a man who and separates himself, and this is what holiness means, right? To separate from, right, from the world. And mm. so then you begin asking these worldly questions like, should I have a 401k? Should I have life insurance? Should I be working for Lowe's to, or should I be working for a company that supports abortion? Should I, because most, a lot of men will say, well, those are responsible things to do. And maybe they are. I'm not saying they're not, but ask those questions when you got permission. So, you need to become a praying man, and that's with the Word of God. My boys are enjoying Liturgy of the Hours um, because of mm. Scripture, and they're chewing on Scripture, and they're starting early. I didn't get this until mm. much later in life, and they're way ahead of me. But you've got to be a praying man. And again, turn off the TV that's damning us. Mm. It's really the devil's tool. And uh, have you seen <coughs> that movie? Um, what's, that, what's that Disney movie where... Um, Wally. Have you seen that movie, Heather? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going on in our culture. I think that's exactly what Satan intends, is to get everybody in a phone, in a screen, because their eyes mm -hmm. are on our screen and not on the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we're uh, so yeah. easily swayed. Yeah. Well, I we're am. We're very easily manipulated. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm in the thick of the battle. I pray every day for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. 
and my phone is the distraction, and I want to throw the damn thing away. But that's how everybody communicates. So I had this struggle of, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I mean, because uh, it's really damning me, and I don't, I can't let it go. Yeah. So those are the two most important things. Do you have a heart for God? And then you got to become a praying man. And when you become a praying man, and you start taking your direction from the Holy Spirit, it's a game changer. And I saw this on campus. I spent five years at SCSU. All we did is told men, just start praying. Just start. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, young men in college who were playing video games 10 hours a day. Oh, wow. about that. And then they said, after they started praying, it was their idea to, let's just go down to four hours a day. And then they kept talking to God, and let's just go down to one hour a day. And they kept mm -hmm. talking to God, and pretty soon it's like, I don't think I need, I think this is a waste of time. Jesus will yeah. come up. Got yeah. to come into the holy hour. Well, and that's just it, is that I think sometimes people are fearful that it's going to be so complicated. Well, I could never be X, Y, and Z. I could never do that. I could never, you know, and we have self-doubt, and it's like, you just have to start. You just start, and God provides the rest. You just start. Yeah, at least the focus to the man. Just stand. Just stand and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. All you can do is stand up. You know, you and I know... Uh, a very uh, saintly, uh, a guy by the name of Archbishop Shahu. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, there's one memory of him that has stuck in my mind, and I want to thank you, uh, Archbishop Shahu, for saying this. And really, Christ spoke to him, so thank you, Jesus, right? But he got promoted, some would say, maybe he would say demoted, to Archbishop. <laughs> you know, the, the reporters, <laughs> the press, they can be pretty hard on people, and they, and they, they ask a gotcha question. And they mm -hmm. ask, so do you think, how are you qualified for this job? And he said, I'm not qualified. But God qualifies the unqualified. And ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen, you need to hear that. Is Glenn Gower qualified to start a ministry? No. Peter, <laughs> are you qualified to do what you're doing? No. No. <laughs> God qualifies us. And I'm in a ministry, I have no idea how to do all these things, and I'm doing it. I have to learn how to do it. In my 50s. But God <laughs> qualifies us. And that's yeah. why Jesus, he didn't pick the best of the best, did he? The 12. No. No, he picked men and women disciples to, who knew that they could let go of themselves and put on him, put on his Holy Spirit and go. And that's really the key. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to make it so complicated. No, we do not. So I'm going to actually take a quick break, Glenn. We have to go to break, but I'm going to take it early because when we come back, I want to ask you a controversial question, really. But since, and I think, you know, so originally your interview was supposed to be done by another man, and I was really excited about it, and... Um, I thought, oh, these two men can talk about fatherhood, and I had all these visions of it in my head of how perfect it was, and then for some reason God wanted me to host this morning. <laughs> so I'm going to go to what can women do for men, because I think we have a warped sense of motherhood and the relationship between a man and a woman. And so I'm going to go there, Glenn. So I'm going to take a quick Thanks. break before we dive into this other topic um, of the women, because 
I'm here, and so we can discuss it. <laughs> so, That's, folks, we're going to take be fun. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned, folks. More Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Bo Braun from the Diocese of Duluth. It's my second year anniversary as a priest today, so I figured it's a good time to talk a little bit about priesthood and my favorite part about being a priest. You know, it's intense because you just think about where the priest stands. The priest stands, he stands in the place of Jesus Christ. He stands in between the people and God. And uh, that place is a, there's an intensity of life and there's an intensity of love there. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about the, I think the best times as a priest are those moments where God lets you feel that intensity. You know, so the mass, I would say, is the, is the highest point, obviously, because in the mass, it's the, it's the most intense prayer from the Son to the Father, and I'm caught up in the middle of that. But yet, I, I give all of that love then to the people, and uh, all through my, my ordinary and, and very little heart. This is Ms. Johnson, the fifth grade teacher here at St. Philip's Catholic School in Bemidji, Minnesota. Please pray with us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus, you invite me to be your disciple. You showed me how to love God the Father with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my mind. You showed me how to love my neighbors and the importance of loving myself. It is not always easy to be a disciple. I am grateful for the example you have given to me. Jesus, continue to guide me and strengthen me on my journey to be your disciple. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I'm Heather Caro. I am your host this morning for Real Presence Live. Uh, We are having a really in-depth conversation this morning with Glenn Gower, uh, the founder of Mission Blueprints. Uh, He's talking about a men's conference that's coming up, and I I've said many times that uh, Nathan Sather was supposed to host this morning, and uh, something came up, and so I'm hosting. And I feel like we've talked about the role of the father within the house, Glenn, and we've talked about uh, the importance of uh, praying man. And I want to dive in a little bit to women of the household, uh, because women have become dominant, I want to say, in the household. Um, how can, I'm trying to phrase this the most politically correct way, Glenn. <laughs> don't be politically correct. We don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't have time for that. How can women support the man of the house? How can women become true women that God is asking the women to be? Because I feel like we have stepped into part of the men's role. And I don't want women to hear this and think, I want to be controlled or dominated by a man. That's not it at all. I want to be submissive to the will of God 
and in doing that, part of that is being submissive to the husband. So can we dive into a little bit about how women are not helping their husbands become the men that they're supposed to be? Uh, you bet. Uh, do you want me to respond or do you want to go for it first? You go ahead. One of the gifts of women is your intuitiveness. And women have been, um, been formed in a way that they have to go to college. They have to have a career. Uh, and in that career, they, when they get established, then they could get married. And then you can only have two kids because they cost uh, $400 billion apiece somehow. <laughs> Which I've heard these stats about how much kids cost. I'm like, my gosh, I should be rich. <laughs> uh, and I think a lot of women are unhappy because they really want the kind of man that's not portrayed on TV. They really want yeah. the kind of man that um, their heart is after the person Christ and not themselves. And they want a kind of man that's a praying man. And what's unfortunate is for, for women, young women who are looking for a man like that, there's so few of them. So yeah. then women has, women who can handle, um, I think, more than men can. And I think women, I've heard stats that women might be smarter than men, which is probably true. Um, <laughs> you've been in a position where you've had to um, do a man's job. And it's Mm -hmm. goes against your femininity, against your beauty. And women, uh, again, there's a few women that like, they like spiritually forming their kids over their husbands. They don't want their husbands to do it because they, they want that role. But ladies, that's not your primary job. That's your secondary job. Or you do that with your husband. It's the husband's job to form them. Well, what do you do then, right? And then this is a million-dollar question, ladies. What do you do, Glenn? if your husband mm -hmm. won't step up. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're going to uh, bring some football uh, analogies in here. Ladies, you got to get your game face on. Now, if you want to put your uh, paint on your face just like they do in NFL Sunday morning, you can do that. But I want to talk about my friend from uh, Mulbridge. Uh, she, um, she was in a, the, the, the very predicament a lot of women are in. Their husband won't engage, won't go to mass, won't teach their kids, wants nothing to do with it. So do you know what she did? She got her game face on. She, and women have this natural uh, intercessory about them. They're really good intercessors. She began fasting for him regularly. She put mm -hmm. a green scapular under the mattress, between the mattress and the box spring. And she never once invited him to pray with his kids again, to go to Mass again. She stopped. And she let him be the man. And this is what St. Paul's talking about, ladies, women, respect your husbands. Because mm -hmm. here's the deal. In matrimony, somehow, some people, whether you're a man or woman, think you're going to change your spouse. It ain't going to happen, my friends. You're not going <laughs> to change your spouse. Right, Heather? Right, right. Christ has to you change them. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, fucking try all you want. Right. You're not going to change a man. I was is never going to change me. But um, what this gal did was prayed and fasted, put a green scapular. Uh, 
asked Our Lady Mary and St. Joseph to intercede. And guess what he did in about a year? He said to her, What do you think if I came to Mass with you on Sunday morning? And this was her brilliance. She said, If you want. And so he did. And then after about a year, he said, How do you become a Catholic? She said, well, if you want to go to those RCA cl- RCIA classes on Thursday night, you can, but you're going to be going alone. You got to, you know, you can, you can do it if you want. Uh, she might not say you got to go alone, but she said, that's up to you if you want to do it. Yeah. And he went through it for a year, and then he did it another year, and then he finally became Catholic. So you can't push men. You can't form men. You have to allow Christ to form them, so you have to back off. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, and that's that's true. You have to back off. I love that because it's so accurate. Like, and we're not trusting that God's going to provide as women. Are you still there? Are you still, sorry, I'm sorry. I, a phone call came in and oh. <laughs> I ended it. Yeah, yeah so you're it's, right. It, it's it's almost like women. And I, I get this a thousand percent, ladies. I'm a divorced woman. I get this a thousand percent that you you don't want your children to grow up with nothing, you know. And so you you step in and you do the man's role, but praying for your husband and allowing him to step in where he needs to be is so important. And to be the woman of the household is so important because that's what your children need of you to be. That's exactly right. Um, and don't say anything, ladies to your husbands. You're not going to change their mind mm-hmm. in the end. We, Christ has to do that for us. And, uh, I mean, that's our, that's our pride. I, I will not be formed, you know? You will not tell mm-hmm. me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, when you think about some of these things men say, some of the thinking things, you will not tell me what to do. Okay, then, if you want to pave your own way to hell, that's up to you, buddy. I mean, but there is a formula, and the person's name is Christ. And he's the way that, he's the only way to get you in. So. Yeah. Well, Glenn, we're running out of time already this morning, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about your conference that's coming up. Um, can men still sign up? Where can they find information? All that good stuff. Yes, men, you can sign up. Uh, the conference is January 7th. Registration starts at 9.30. We're going to go to about um, 8 o'clock at night. You can come and go as you want. Um, go to mission-blueprint.org, mission-blueprint.org, um, and you can sign up there. Uh, you can get a table if you want and bring some guys. This is what I would say, men. Just go buy a table and get five guys there with you. Uh, but we're doing something a little different on this particular one. Um, we're allowing for a date night. So, uh, the men's conference, only for men, starts at 9.30 with registration. But at 5 o'clock, your wives can come for a cheese, and uh, we call it beer and blarney. So, there's a social. You can get a beer if you want or whatever you want to drink, pop. And then we're going to have some entertainment after that for, uh, you know, an hour and a half until about 8 o'clock. So, that's January 7th. That's mission-blueprint.org. You can sign up today and right up to the conference. Or just walk on in. And um, don't give me the excuse that, oh, I couldn't sign up the, uh, my time right now. Just come. And if you don't yeah. have the money, just come. <clears throat> just come. Yeah. 
And Kevin Wells is going to be your your keynote speaker. Dynamo, Kevin Kevin Wells, amazing guy. He's the bomb. Remember that from twenty years ago. <laughs> he is the bomb. <laughs> the bomb dot com. <laughs> it's going to be explosive, my friends. Well, Glenn, always a pleasure to have you on. Any last words for the men this morning before I let you go? You know, I would just say to the men that are thinking about going, fellas, we have a good time. We laugh a lot. It's a very little, very minimal prayer. It's a lot of fellowship, and uh, we really have a good time. And you will be challenged, because then you know what? You want to be challenged. Mm -hmm. So you will be challenged, and and, and I will be too. This is as much for me as anybody. So come on. Come, man. Uh, let's have a good time for just a short day. Excellent. Glenn, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's been such a joy. Anytime, Heather. <laughs> it's fun. All right. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Hey, you bet. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks. It was a, a crazy hour, but I just love Glenn. He has such a great perspective on so many wonderful things. So, again, January 7th up in Brookings, Mission Blueprint is going to be having a men's conference. So, But, Teresa, you are at the helm this morning. How's it going up there? It's a lot warmer today, so we are super <laughs> grateful for that. Well, and it has just been a chaotic morning, and you have handled it so well. I am appreciative of you producing us this morning. Well, I'm grateful for your leadership with that, too, because uh, <laughs> if it was just me, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So we have a whole new year starting uh, January. So can you tell us a little bit about what we have planned uh, for uh, Tuesday? Because Monday we have a best of. Are you going right. to well, plug Monday or Tuesday? Well, how about we tell them about Monday? That's okay. Because it's an exciting show. So coming up on the <laughs> best of Real Presence Live... Monday from 9 to 11 Central, Dr. Marcy Moran will discuss New Year's resolutions, and Father John Paul Gardner from the Diocese of Bismarck will tell us what we need to know about the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. All this and much more on the special Best of Real Presence live show on Monday, 9 to 11 Central. And back to you, Heather. All right, awesome. Well, folks, it's going to be a great show on Monday. Um, Dr. Marcy Moran has always done a New Year's uh, show with us talking about New Year's resolutions, and she has passed away. Um, and so I thought it was an extra special uh, moment to bring her back. Um, she's just such a wise woman that works here works here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, and so she's going to talk about realistic uh, options for New Year's resolutions. And so always a wise woman, always great to hear from her. Um Folks, if you've missed any of our discussions today, we talked with Monsignor Charles Mangan and then Jenny Palmer and then the full hour of All Things Men with Glenn Gower and just kind of changing our perspective of fatherhood. If you've missed any of that, you can always go check them out later today on realpresenceradio.com or wherever you get your podcast. We also have an app that's free and just download it, and that's how I listen to Real Presence Radio 98% of the time, <laughs> I just turn it on my phone and I listen to whatever I want, whenever I want. So, folks, thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, we have uh, hope that you have a wonderful Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. 
We'll be back next week. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.